Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mastering College to Career Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Botero, and in this podcast, we help college students just like you get internships and job offers from top companies. In this podcast, we explore topics such as networking, interviewing, resume writing, and many other topics that will get you those jobs. Not only do I speak on these topics myself, but I also interview other subject matter experts, including CEOs, university presidents, and Fortune 500 executives. We also interview college students just like you in the hopes that you can relate to their stories and learn from their journey. So if you're a college student looking to get ahead, look no further and welcome to the Mastering College to Career podcast. All right, so before we get started, I want to take a couple of seconds to tell you about the Mastering College to Career Academy. The Academy is a mentoring program that helps college students land the jobs of their dreams before they graduate. In this academy, I will teach you application hacks that will automatically help you beat over 90% of all other job applicants, networking tactics that will give you access to the hidden job market where over 80% of jobs are filled, interview techniques that will practically guarantee you make it through every round of the interviews and win the offer. And I will also connect you with my network of thousands of HR professionals and hiring managers that love hiring my students. So if you're interested in learning more about this program, just send me a message and let's see if the Academy is a good fit for you. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome back to this episode of the Mastering College to Career podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, I actually have a superstar of a guest today. I have Chandler Bolt, and he is the CEO of Self Publishing School. And what Chandler actually doesn't know is that I, I wrote my book, Mastering College to Career, by reading his book, Published. So I didn't want to Get tell him this here. until we do it. So I do have a best-selling book. And I would have to tell you that it's all because of your book. And so when our our mutual connection, Seth said, Hey, would you be interested in interviewing Chandler? I said, absolutely. I wouldn't have a best-selling book if it wasn't for his book. And so I I know you didn't know that. And so just wanted to give you that um, publicly, man. So I'm super excited about this opportunity, man. So welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Daniel. Thank you for having me. And that's so cool to hear. So cool to see because, you know, you go speak at these events and, you know, we give away books all the time. And it's, I think sometimes you forget the impact. And it's funny. It's like, this is literally why we're in business with self-publishing schools. Like you forget the impact that a single book can have. So uh, that's just really, really cool to hear. No, I love it. And man, more than anything, I really admire your whole business model. Um, when I first heard you speak, I had just started my business. I had just left corporate America. Um, I knew that I wanted to help people. I knew I wanted to help students, but I didn't have a business model. And then you came and you spoke um, and you talked about writing a book. And I would you know, love to say that like, hey, you know, I wrote the book and you make a lot of money selling books. But one thing I didn't realize is that you don't become, money, you don't become rich by becoming a best-selling author. Like it's what you do around it and the infrastructure that you build around it. Yep. that you really um, become rich. But why are you so passionate about books? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, I, it, you know it's, it's funny because I never thought I would be, to be, to be frank. I'm a C-level English student, college dropout, uh, and someone who hated reading, hated writing. You know, I would be in honors classes in every class except for English because if you were in honors English, you had to read more and you had to write more, and I hated that. Uh, and so 
I kind of, you know, started writing books and they started doing well. And then I developed a passion. And I think when I dropped out of school, I realized that, you know, I'm not going to school anymore, but I need to treat my education as if I'm still there, you know, as if I'm still in school. And so that was when I started reading books and, and I call it a $15 mentor because the smartest, most successful people <laughs> have taken their entire life's work and put it in a book. And all you have to do is pay 15 bucks and spend a few hours to read it. And so, you know, I started really reading books a lot. I read about a book a week now. I started writing books. And then I think through that, I discovered that books change lives. <laughs> books, I mean, I'm sure you've experienced this. Books change the life of the author and the process of writing it. And then books change the lives of the reader uh, in, in terms of reading it. And so, you know, we have a concept you can, you can uh, I know people listening on the podcast can't see it, but you can see it over my, over my shoulder. It's called Leveraged Impact. Um, I talk about this in my TEDx talk and it's all about how, you know, you, you create, you do this work to create this thing once that's going to live on forever. <laughs> and long after you're, you're off this earth, that physical book's still going to be here. And you know, that book can then go impact thousands, tens of thousands, maybe even millions of people. And so there's just so much leveraged impact <laughs> uh, that can happen from crystallizing your information down into a book. And, and like you said, it's, it's not necessarily about the book itself in most cases uh, it's about what the doors that the book opens yeah it's, it's very interesting let's i want to dive into that deeper but before we do like let, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself a little bit about your story and how do you know how did you come to become uh, the ceo of this like fast-growing company that's helped i think thousands now like of people write books yeah so uh, i'm you know i'm originally from a small town called Walhalla, south carolina it's the middle of nowhere you probably never heard of it uh, and I, you know, I, I, I ran businesses in high school and, and in college. And I, I worked with a company called Student Painters. Um, there's, you know, if you've ever heard of like College Works or College Pro Painters or Student Painters. So basically, it's an internship, and they teach you how to run a business by running an exterior house painting company. So painting houses. So I ran a business with Student Painters uh, in college. I was the number one in the company, number one in the country for all the managers. Um, my first year, my rookie year, and that really propelled me. I mean, that was the best thing I've ever done, I think. It was a meaningful internship that helped me get real experience, and I always compare, it's like, it's like a Navy SEALs hell week, uh, except for, for seven months, and the equivalent for business. <laughs> I mean, you just get sent through the ringer. It was a very hard seven months, probably the hardest seven months I've had in my life. I mean, it was just crazy crazy so much work so many crazy things to happen and you just learn a lot so that was the crash course and that gave me I think a lot of the skill sets but also the confidence that I had what it took um, to, to run a business and so you know I kind of tripped and fell into self-publishing school um, because I wrote and published a book while I was dropping out about the lessons that I learned like being productive as an entrepreneur when you have a bunch of stuff going on so you know my first six-figure business ran that while also being a full-time college student, young life leader, and, and having a, a life, you know? So it's like, how do you do that? And so that was what the first book was about. It, st it started taking off. Then people started asking about it. Hey, how'd you do that? Um, I was working on a business that was failing at the time when I dropped out. And then finally, so many people were asking about the book stuff. I said, hey, what if I help people with that? And then it's just been off to the races. You're right. We, we helped literally thousands of people at this point um, write and publish uh, their books and it's been a lot of fun. We're one of the uh, on the Inc. 5000 is one of the 5000 uh, fastest growing private companies in America. Um, so we're re growing really fast 
helping a lot of people uh, and the best yet to come. So, you know, students that are listening to this and say, yeah, man, sound, writing a book sounds great, but like, that's very intimidating task. Like, yeah. what advice do you have? Like, where do you start? Yeah, uh, two things. Um, break it down and make it simple. Uh, and so I think you, that's the skill set that, that I have, um, I think, is like, you know, maybe you've heard this, uh, maybe you've heard this saying is like, the, the best players were, may often make the best coaches, or sorry, the best players often make the worst coaches, kind of like the smartest students often make the worst teachers because they, they don't know what it's like to, to fail because <laughs> they're just smart or they're just really talented. So they don't know um, <laughs> what that's like. And so I think as someone with ADD, C-level English student, college dropout, like my whole thing is, hey, how do you take this thing that most people think is complicated and make it simple? Uh, and and, and I think for a lot of students that are listening to this, it, 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 the, uh, the, the book is, this is what sets you apart. You know, I know you're super passionate about helping people get jobs immediately out of school. Uh, and how do you graduate with a job and not graduate without a job? Well, I mean, it's one of the biggest differentiators. If you walk into an interview, you drop your book on the table, right? <laughs> um, it, I mean, it just helps you stand out. But in terms of making it simple, very practical steps. Step number one, create a mind map about the idea that you're thinking about uh, writing about. Uh, step number two, turn that mind map into an outline. So kind of start to group ideas uh, into a structured outline. Um, we've got a really helpful tool on our website called the um, Book Outline Template Generator. Um, it's, you click a couple buttons and it'll spit out a 25 page uh, Google doc that you can just copy and then start typing into. It's pretty legit. Um, and, and it's literally got like chapter headings, the copyright page, like all that stuff. I wish we would have had that um, when you were going, <laughs> going through the process. This is kind of a new thing, but we created. So step two, outline. And then step three, write or speak. And depending on what's more of your strength, you know, you can, you can either write one chapter at a time using the three-step process. So mind map the chapter, turn that mind map into an outline, and then write the chapter, repeat that process chapter by chapter, or you can mind map outline, speak the chapter, repeat that process chapter by chapter. So that's kind of the three-step process that, that I recommend and that we walk people through. So I follow that step because of it's a very detailed how you talk about it in your book published. Um, and, and so I would encourage you, I know that you have that in your website and I'll put a link to it. If you do want to read that book, I know that you give that book for free if, you, if they just cover for the shipping. So I'll put that link in the show yep. notes because that book, I've recommended it to I would say at least 10 people because you're right. Like people, the first thing they are, they're impressed about the fact that you read, do you have a book and then they want to know how did you do it? And then for me, I was like, I only did it because of this book. This was my Bible for three months. Um, <laughs> and so I, I, I always recommend it. And if a lot of times I buy them a copy on Amazon as a gesture to saying like, Hey, oh, man, be, a lot of times I just I do it because that. like, they're like people that I respect and I want to build a relationship yeah. with. So a yeah. $10, $20 gift is nothing, right? Um, That's awesome. And so they just hey, I'll, I'll give it. you one better. So we just created something new as well. In the future, you can send them to self-publishingschool.com forward slash friend. Um, and we'll actually send them, because they're a friend of yours, we'll send them a book for free. Um, they don't even have to cover shipping and handling. It's like only for people who have went through the process and, and have friends who asked them about it. Uh, so you can send them there. You know, you just, or, or you can publicly. type in their information there and say, I'm sending you a book. <laughs> you know, the reason why the I, 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 I like paying for it 
or not excited it's because i like to write a note inside of it like i oh, hear yeah. written note yeah. Yeah. because once they're going through the process every time they see my name and so i'm top yeah. of mind 100%. like one of my five Love rules that. of networking is staying top of mind yes. and so i would pay 15 dollars to stay top of mind with somebody that i really want to stay in contact with 100 it's, it's priceless so 100 um, and that's right. what a book does in my opinion like that's why i send so many people books for free um, all the time. And it, it's, it, the book is, I think a book is a new business card. And so I agree. You know, it's a three or $4 business card and people throw business cards away. <laughs> um, but they have books. Like I've got a bunch of random books over on my shelf over there of people that I've met at events. They give me their book and I still have it because I feel bad to throw it away. And, and I think that's the universal feeling. And so people keep it and talk about top of mind. Every time they see it, they think of you. No, oh, I, I, I agree. I think, you know, the biggest questions that I get when somebody says, Hey, like I've always wanted to write a book, but I just don't think I'm an expert. Like mm -hmm. what makes me an authority to be even write a book? Like, what do you say when people say that, especially when you're thinking about college students who are the ones listening to this podcast, right. like right. they might feel like they don't, they're not an expert. Like what is your suggestion on that? hundred percent. Well, two pieces of good news is First, I was a college student when I wrote my book. <laughs> I was 19 years old. Uh, and uh, so, I mean, if I can do it, you can definitely do it. And, and then the second thing I'd say, another piece of good news um, is, uh, yeah, like, like not only the fact of just like, you know, I think there, there's, there's multiple people like, like you and I that have done it, but I struggle with the same thing. <laughs> so this is a universal feeling. And I, 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 love, the, uh, I love the quote, uh, you know, it's like, um, I was in scouts growing up and my scout master, you always say just like jokingly when we're on camping trips and stuff. He's like, Hey guys, if you run into a bear, remember you don't have to be faster than the bear. You just have to be faster than your friend. <laughs> Cause if you're faster than your friend, the bear's going to catch your friend and not you. And I, I think that that analogy applies to writing a book is you don't have to know everything. You just have to know a little bit more uh, than the person that you're teaching. And so imposter syndrome is a real thing, but think about like, what's the singular subject that you know more than most people or even know more than a small group of people and then write on that topic for that group of people. Uh, and so you're, you're, you're helping and you're serving that, that group of people uh, uh, while also speaking about um, something that you're knowledgeable on. And I think the thing that gets overlooked oftentimes is that mo there's a ton of people who don't resonate with the Tony Robbins of the world, the Gary Vaynerchuk's of the world, all that. It just feels out of reach. It's like, okay, well, that's really cool for them. But like, I would never read that book and I can't do that and whatever. But if they see, you know, someone like you, Daniel, or someone like any, you know, people listening to this podcast is like, oh, well, I know that person. Like I'll read that book. And that might be the only book that they read all year because most people don't read books, which is very sad. <laughs> I think it's like the average American reads like one or two books a year. It's crazy to me. Um, but so that might be the one book that they read and, and it's because they relate to you or, you know, maybe the fact that you're Southern or maybe the fact that you're whatever, right? Like, you know, for me, it's like, I know random people related to me and read that book and that might be the, the only book that they've read in, in a really long time. And so I think that's, that's super important to remember. And that's kind of how I did my first book is it was just, I had some friends who wanted to start a business and they were more entrepreneurs than entrepreneurs. They didn't know what they were doing. They were really just like stuck in the gates. And I said, hey, I'm going to write this little PDF for them 
just like some things that I learned in that PDF. I think that actually helped because I didn't start with the idea of I'm going to write a book. It was like, hey, I'm gonna write this PDF. Oh, this is like kind of growing. Okay, hold up, maybe I can publish this. Like, you know, you kind of, I kind of baby stepped into it. And then finally we said, hey, let's actually just publish this on Amazon and see what happens. And, uh, and so I think that, but it, but it all started with saying, hey, what's a problem that I see and think and a, and a topic that I know a little bit more than other people about? Let me write on that. Yeah, you know, and, I, and I'm thinking as, as you're speaking, how, what are some good ideas for college students? And, and I think about the university that I went to is they have 60,000 students currently, right? If you are a graduating senior and you write about your experience at the university and what advice you have for freshmen coming into the university. Oh my gosh, I, yes. That book will be, like the university will probably buy it and give it to the freshmen. And that is, 100%. if you think about it, 5,000 students minimum come in every semester to yeah. join the university. And if you sell 5,000 books, that, that's, that's a, living, a great man. idea. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That's a great, and now it, it automatically like, you're probably not the valedictorian. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna stand out as if you were and maybe even better because you're the yeah. person who's written a book on your experience. Uh, and, and so it helps you stand out and there's, there could be baked in um, book sales. I love yeah. that idea, that's great. Another idea I have is if you're like a junior, and you start interviewing people, recruiters or executives from the companies that you want to work at and saying what advice you wish you knew if you were back in school and then write a book about it, each interview being a chapter. But not only do you have a book by the time you finish those interviews, You've got you'll job. now have a network. Of, yeah, exactly. Now you have a <laughs> yeah. network and you have a job. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you're going to recruiters saying I'm writing a book, they're saying, hey, what type of positions are you looking for? You're yeah. graduating next year. You automatically stand out. That's, that's just a great idea. And, and those are just the nonfiction ideas. You can always write a fictional book. You don't need to be yeah. an expert at that. And, yeah. and those, those are there as well. So um, I think there's opportunities that are endless. I don't want you guys to listen to this, think that you're not qualified enough to write a book. Um, I felt like that, you know, like this Im imposter syndrome of why me? But I'm telling you guys, the emails that I've gotten from people who read my book that have gotten jobs because of it, it, it beats, it beats it. You, you're doing people a disservice by not writing a book. So that's what I got for you guys in, in that area. Anything you want to add on that? 100% agree. I, I, I just that I agree. And I love, yeah. I love the ideas that, that, you, that you shared there. Hey, Daniel here. We've just hit the middle of the episode, but before we move on, I want to share the story of one of the students who recently went through my academy. Hi, I'm Timothy Castaneda, and I just got my dream job offer for my future career. I actually start Monday, and that is all thanks to Daniel and the Mastering College to Career program. Um, I had been looking for a new career for the last five months, for the first four months of that college, of that career search. I had not been with Daniel or the Master in College to Career program. I had been doing it myself, and I gotta tell you, I had no success. I got 10 no's from 10 different companies, and at my lowest point, I reached out to Daniel because I had seen stuff about him, I had seen stuff about the Master in College to Career program on LinkedIn, and he actually got back to me that very same day, and we had a 15-minute conversation that changed my life. I decided to sign up for the program, and I gotta tell you, it was the best professional decision ever. It led to me getting this job offer for three reasons. The first, I, the course itself is so intuitive. It is step-by-step, step, literally everything you would need 
to make yourself the best candidate, not only for this career search, but anytime down in the future to make yourself the top candidate for any career that you dream in being. Daniel will help you get there. Two, you can actually have some one-on-one time with Daniel. He actually cares. He knew me by name. He remembered some of the things that we spoke about. He remembered the profession that I was looking at when I met up with him again. Um, and it really made me feel like he actually cared about my success. And that made me believe in myself after getting those 10 straight no's. And the third reason is the, cro- the cost of the course itself, you are going to get a huge return on investment. It is literally less than the cost of a college credit and you get a 30-day money-back guarantee that Daniel himself promises. And I can tell you within those 30 days of me signing up, I had had three job offers from four different companies, two of which were in the top 10 list of what I was looking for. And that is, again, all thanks to Daniel and the Mastering College to Career course. Best decision in my life. Go look at the website. Reach out to Daniel LinkedIn. I promise you, you won't regret it. If you want me to help you reach your career goals, just contact me. And now let's get back to the rest of the show. So let's move. Why do you think, you know, we're talking, we're recording this. It's April 30th. When this comes out, um, the listeners is probably June when you're hearing this, but there's still, we're still not going to be back to normal, right? There, this, what's going on right now with this pandemic, it's going to have lasting effects, but why do you think right now is the best time to write a book? I mean, something that we've t- we talked about earlier before we recorded. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I just think that the, the, for college students, especially, it's like you're, you're out of school. You've got online assignments. But let's be honest, those are a joke. It, you know, it's, it's, you're, you, don't, like, you don't have as much work as you did. <laughs> like, and for a lot of people, like, this is the time to get ahead. Uh, and you're not having to go to class either in the spring semester or, um, you know, I know so class is over and people are taking midterms and exams for some people as we're recording this. Um, but then also like in the summer, like you've got time to get ahead. And so I think for, for everyone, the, the, the most common excuse that we've heard for years is I don't have time to write a book. Well, guess what? Now everyone has time to write a book. Uh, and, and, you, and so I'm, I'm very passionate about like, hey, how do we use this time to get ahead and plant seeds for our future? Not just use this time to watch Netflix or not just use this time uh, to, to waste it, right? And so that's what I've been doing. That's what our team's been doing at self-publishing school. That's what our students have been doing. We've had, I think it's 1.4 million words written in the last 10 days. Um, we've got a, uh, by our students, we got this uh, shelter-in-place writing challenge happening. Uh, 1.4 million words. It's probably higher than that now. That was the tally yesterday morning. And two days ago, it was a million. So it's just like, there are literally hundreds of thousands of words uh, practically a day being written right now by our students. And we had, I think, 53 books published last month. We're at about 50 books published this month. Like people are taking this time um, to plant seeds for their future. And, you know, maybe you've heard this by now, but uh, Isaac Newton uh, discovered calculus and the fundamentals of gravity during quarantine. Shakespeare wrote some of his best work ever. King Lear uh, and Macbeth during quarantine. Like everyone's joking about how there's going to be a lot of uh, uh, quarantine babies or quarantine kids uh, born nine months from now. Well, I think there's going to be a lot of book babies born over the next few months from people who are taking this seriously and are, who are using this time to get ahead. So I just thought about the best thing you could. So a lot of students right now have lost their internship, right? And it, it, and I get it, right? Like it, it's tough. 
especially if you're a junior and your junior internship really leads to that job offer. And it's like the best case scenario. But here's what I'm thinking. If you're a college student listening to this right now, here's the most ninja move you could do. You go get this book, you get it for free, called Publish, right? Now you have a step-by-step process on how to write a book. And here's my idea for your book. Instead of having a typical internship, interview 10 companies and ask them what their internship would look like if, if you were there, right? And then you write a book about what an internship looks like. And then you put it in your resume as you made your own internship about writing internship experience. And now you have a whole book about it and you build relationship with 10 great companies that can still lead to a job because even though companies are not having internships, they will still need to build a solid pipeline of candidates, which is the reason why companies have internships. So you're actually doing a company a favor by putting yourself in front of them and being one of those candidates in their pipeline for future employment. So the company wins, you win and you can make extra cash. 100% 100% love that idea. <laughs> I mean, if you don't have a book idea by the end of this podcast, uh, then you need to go listen to some more podcasts from Daniel. Because, <laughs> I mean, this is awesome, man. And I think uh, the only thing that I would add is if you're looking for an internship, hit us up at Self Publishing School. Because um, we've only had interns once or twice, but it's almost always went well. And we're always hiring. So if you look for an internship, uh, hit, hit me up what would that internship look like? Like in your ideal world? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we've got, uh, there's multiple things. I mean, uh, really I think internships, and this is important for everyone to know, internships are really just about solving a problem um, for the company that you're working at solving a meaningful problem or getting meaningful work experience. Right. So for me, like student painters was the best internship I ever had. Uh, And I made money from that, but I also gain experience. So it's, it's, there's, there's, there's value creation on both sides. Uh, and so for us, you know, we've had um, sales internships in the past, which works really great for the intern, works great for the company. Um, and so that's, that's like starting conversations with people that end up writing and publishing books. We've had marketing internships in the past. Uh, and then some, some things that we've had that I wouldn't necessarily call an internship, it's more just like a, a trial. So like, hey, let's let's do a test and like have some things, um, get some things created. But like, really, if you can solve problems at self-publishing school that are worth solving uh, and meaningful and create value, and 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 you can also gain experience in that process, then then I'm all ears. Here, it'd probably be sales and marketing though, or potentially student success. Like those are the three buckets that come to mind. I think it's very interesting that you say that because it's students right now have this mentality that no one's hiring. And that might be very true for some of the hospitality companies, the restaurants and the hotels. But I promise if you're a student and you're listening to this, any entrepreneur, anybody that owns their company, if you can reach out to them and show them how you were at, how you can add value, how you can solve a problem, they will hire you in a heartbeat. Um, the hardest problem that generally companies have and CEOs tell me about is finding good talent. That is always, is always the issue. They, they have the ideas. They, they, they can scale. The only thing holding back from scaling is having the right pieces in, in the right spots to be able to scale. And so it's not about, there isn't, it's, it, it isn't about there's no jobs available. You can create your own job by finding companies that you're passionate about. Like if you're passionate about writing, do more research on self-publishing school uh, reach out to Chandler and his team and, and interview them. And then I'm promise, I promise you, you will find a problem that you can solve because they might be too busy 
with the way the business is running and it's a win-win situation. hundred percent. We I've, I've had multiple people do that at self-publishing schools. They created their own job. Great example of that is uh, Pedro Matos. I don't know if you got the chance to meet him at PodFest. Um, so he, he works at self-publishing school now and he created a role and then it's now he's been in different roles since then. He's been at the company for probably two years. He dropped out of school uh, and, and created a role and started working with us. Uh, and he's written a book uh, called, I wish everyone was an immigrant. Uh, it's about lessons he learned from being an immigrant and, and how that relates to everyone in their pursuit of the American dream. Right. Uh, and so it's a lot of these fundamentals, but I, 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 that's, that's someone that comes to mind is that guy beat down my door <laughs> and created an internship <laughs> uh, and created really a job. Um, and I said, Hey, I'll give this a go. And if you can prove if I said, give me a proposal, <laughs> it's exactly what you're saying. I said, give me a proposal and tell me what it would look like. Uh, and then he did it. And I said, all right, I, I'm, I'm willing to give that a go. Let's give it 90 days. Uh, and then, and then we kicked that thing off. But I love what you're saying. It's like th there is a talent gap always at fast growing companies. I mean, we are, we've, we've went zeroed over $16 million in the last five years. We'll do about 8 million this year. The biggest problem I have, I have, have had and currently have is really great people. <laughs> uh, and, and we have like, don't get me wrong. We have amazing people uh, on the team and we've got a team. But you need more. Like, but, but you always need more. <laughs> you always need more. And you need people who are bar raisers. Uh, I think yep. it's the Amazon term. And, and uh, but like who are, who are constantly raising the bar uh, and who want to grow and who want a place to call home and who want to build something great and do meaningful work. Uh, and so we're always looking and I'm, as a result, I'm always recruiting. <laughs> uh, and my leadership team, I, I put a lot of pressure on them that they're always recruiting and that they're always building what we call a talent bench. So it's like, we always want to have people on the, on the talent bench to like pull in as soon as we need them. Because when, by the, for most people, by the time you know you need to hire, it's usually too late. <laughs> and then there's this, you know, our hiring process is very extensive. So it's like, okay, that might take six weeks. And so that's six weeks of having that problem and not having it solved because we don't have someone in that role. You just um, helped me come up with an idea. I'm going to try to do a case study on this. It's all, all those, you know, Inc. 5,000 companies have the same issue that you're having. So there's your 100%. list. Like guys, just go to 100%. Inc. 5,000 companies and just start hitting all those people. And I guarantee out of those 5,000 companies, which is a big enough list as it is, you don't need to search anywhere else. If they're in that list, they're, they're having massive growth and their biggest people. problem is scalable. scalable. Yes. So just find a company that you can relate to, that you're passionate about, that you, can, that you can solve a problem to and reach out to their leadership team. And I promise you, you can create a job um, that is actually going to be one of my go-to strategies. I'm going to make a video about this because yeah, I really yeah, that's, do. It's a great idea. I've had a similar idea, but on the different side of things, which is hitting up everyone um, to hire their people. Because <laughs> 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 like we need great people and well, yeah. there's, there's great people at the fastest growing companies and those companies need more great people. So I think on both sides, uh, it's, it's a win-win and a really great idea. So I used to um, always preach about going to work for a big company right out of college because it really yes. builds a good foundation. And then I interviewed a guy named Steve Kahn who wrote a book, How to Be a Startup Superstar, and kind of really sold me on the idea of, for, not for everybody, everybody, there's, you know, different, depending on your personality, um, 
starting with a startup might actually be the best thing you do, especially if, if, if it's a, you know, an established startup. And what I mean by a startup, I'm talking about like having a startup that has a couple million dollars in revenue, 10 to 10 more employees. It's not something that's going to go out of business overnight because the income potential is much higher. The growth potential is much higher. The impact you make is much higher overall because the average college student graduates making less than $40,000 a year. And I guarantee, I don't even know your business that well, but I guarantee that you, you the average of your employees probably is double that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to say uh, what it is, uh, but, but I completely agree, man. And I think this is, I'm so glad you brought this up because I think so many people, they get blinded by the brand name and they don't think about anything else. And I've, I've dealt with this with recruiting really talented people is they care more about what's the name that they can say to their parents and their friends than about the actual experience, monetary compensation, whatever that they're going to get. And I think, you know, for some people, it's like the, the, the big companies, you know, they, you may or may, whether or not you're going to make more or less, it's, it really just depends. And, and I think in a lot of cases, when you go to a smaller company, sure, there's a decent chance that you'll make less initially. But in my opinion, most people aren't thinking long-term enough. They're not thinking like, hey, two years, five years, like, what does this mean for my career? What does this mean for my income potential? And, and when you're at us, and I love how you define a startup as well, because it's not a pre-revenue company that's just like, hey, you want to come work here? <laughs> you know, it's like, it's an actual place that has, you know, that has a proven track record, but it's growing quickly. And I loved your idea too on the Think 5000, because I think it's, at those companies, you get opportunities before you've probably even earned them. Like, I can't tell you how many times people on my team, it's like, hey, we, we don't have anyone else. Like, you're in. <laughs> like sink or swim, this is you. And I always tell my people, it's like, it's not a matter of will there be opportunities. It's going to be a matter of if you can grow as fast as the company's growing. Because the biggest tragedy in my mind is if the people can't grow as fast as the company's growing, then I've got to hire people above them. And I would rather promote from within. Oops, sorry. Um, I would rather promote from within uh, and give people opportunities and help train and develop them. But it, it, you, it almost always is not, is there opportunities in a small company? It's how fast are they growing? So that, don't get blinded by the brand name. <laughs> uh, and because, you know, you're going to be a cog in a wheel. And then, you know, five years, 10, from, 10 years from now, it's like you just have very singular experience and you have it. You're not able to float around or move roles or really like dive into what you like. No, I agree. That that's awesome. I think you know, as a student, go. You can go back and listen to the episode uh, with Steve. It dives into it more. You just have to go and look at it. Does the company have a business model like that? That is working already. That their their customer acquisition is already done and packed. Like it's it works. What it what their struggle is is why why are they not scaling? Is it a lack of people? Whatever that might be. You can go back and listen to that episode. Um, Chanley, anything else you want to talk about before we end this episode? It's already been an amazing episode, but I want to give you a last chance to say anything else that you want to talk. Like, how can students connect with you? Yeah. Um, so I, I don't really have much social media other than Facebook. I'm on Facebook. You can find me there. Uh, and then if you want to plug in with what we're doing, um, go to the self-publishing school website. If, if uh, you know, writing a book is something that you want to do, we have a pillar post on how to write a book. There's the book outline template generator that I mentioned earlier. You'll find that there. You'll find some free training there. You'll probably see a link where you can get a free copy of my book published. Um, all things we mentioned previously. And then 
if you're looking for a great place to grow, to grow and, and a great career, uh, hit me up uh, or, or find, you know, reach out to us. Like we are always hiring and we're always looking for young, talented, hungry, motivated people <laughs> uh, that want to that want to come uh, and, and, and want to come along that journey and help build something great. And so we uh, I've got something called the seven figure principles podcast uh, and the seven figure principles show. And if you want to see what it's like to work uh, at SBS, I mean, there's there's a bunch of really helpful principles videos that whether you come work here or not, um, it's it, they're super helpful. So if you're a leader at a fast growth company, like those videos, or you're an entrepreneur, like the videos and the, that podcast is just really great. It's, it, I, I made it and literally we use it for internal training, but I just also made it available publicly. So it's just kind of a fun little, uh, fun little side thing for me. I'll definitely have to check it out myself. So thank you so much. Tyler, you have been an amazing guest. I, I think we've covered so much in this episode. I mean, there's no excuse on why you can't get a job or get an internship now or even write a book. All three of them, we checked them off the box. Thank you so much for everybody listening and catch you guys on the next episode. All right, my friend, congratulations for making it all the way to the end of the podcast. In the age of short attention span, this speaks volumes of you. So now, if you found value in this episode, then I am sure you're going to find value in the Mastering College to Career Academy. So if you want to learn more a little bit about that academy, go to masteringcollegetocareer.com or just send me a message. And thank you so much for listening and catch you guys all on the next episode.